Welcome back into the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. Chuck Zada here as your host. Recapping the last three picks, Jerron Reed heading to Green Bay at pick 27. Josh Garnett heading to Kansas City at pick 28. And Paxton Lynch, the third quarterback taken by Arizona at pick 29. Which brings us to the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers here, headed up by Joe Marino. Joe, appreciate you joining us today. Absolutely appreciate you guys having me to uh, work through this. This has been a, a fun uh, experiment, and we're just happy to be here to to uh, help the Carolina Panthers improve. I'll tell you, it's been a blast to do, and we're we're getting down to the end of it now. So we're uh, you know again only a couple picks left here. But before we uh, put you on the clock, why don't you introduce us uh, to your team that's going to be helping you uh, make the selection? Yeah, joining me tonight is uh, Kyle Krabs, the. Uh, founder of NDT Scouting, someone that I've worked very closely with over the past several years and uh, have uh, the privilege now to join him uh, with the NDT Scouting project. And uh, just uh, uh, certainly a, a plethora of knowledge that Kyle has um, and our styles are, are uh they work. They mesh very well because I'm a big time film guy, and uh, Kyle does such a great job of weaving all the aspects of prospect evaluation uh, together that are relevant to NFL teams. So I think we got a good combination here to, to uh, help the Panthers uh, make a good pick here. Well, I know we're excited to uh, to see what you end up doing with this pick, and so I will put you on the clock now. You've got 15 minutes to make the pick for the Carolina Panthers. All right, Kyle, what I want to do real quick here is take a, a bird's eye view of the roster and talk about different uh, directions that we could go here. Uh, starting off with the wide receiver position, uh, that's instantly going to get better when uh, Kelvin Benjamin is fully healthy this season. Uh, Dev Funches should improve, and then you have Corey Coleman and Ted Ginn, who were counted on to be major contributors that are more uh, suited for their third and fourth spots uh, where they will uh, probably fit better and be productive. So unless there's a wide receiver that we're in love with, I'm fine with uh, passing on that position. Offensive line, to me, is a, is a big area where we can improve. Uh, the Denver Broncos gave us fits with their dynamic pass rush. Uh, reason we lost the Super Bowl is because we couldn't stop it. Uh, so I think we have a really good opportunity to improve the offensive tackle position. Right now we have Mike Remmers and Michael Orr as the starters. I know there's a guy that both me and you are pretty high on, and Daryl Williams, uh, that we took last year that I think has an opportunity to start eventually. Uh, but certainly offensive line collectively is something that can be improved we are set with cam newton at quarterback uh, greg olson at tight end egg dixon at tight end is outstanding maybe running back is something we can look at um, obviously our offense is predicated on the ability to run the football uh, jonathan stewart is not getting any younger and there's not much behind him uh, just fozzy whitaker and cameron artist Payne. so if there's a running back that you have i'd like to hear that uh flipping to the defensive side of the ball uh you know, defensive end is something that I think we can improve. Uh, Charles Johnson's on a one-year deal. I'm sure that he's wanting to cash that into a, 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 a prove-it type situation where he can get a lucrative extension. Uh, I'd like to be able to have something behind him, uh, not only as depth this year, but as a potential starter. Uh, defensive tackle is set. Linebacker is set. Uh, corner Actually, the whole secondary is something that I think we can improve. Uh, right now, we're trying to figure out a contract for Josh Norman, uh, and it seems like there's uh, struggling to find some common ground. And then outside of Kurt Coleman, there's not a whole lot that excites me on our roster in terms of the secondary. Uh, so, so with that said, Kyle, if you can kind of just give me, is there any uh, 
outside of those positions, before we dig into kind of offensive tackle, running back, defensive end, and defensive back, is there anybody outside of those positions that are just they're standing out to you on the board that just should not be there that we need to consider? Well, there's a handful of guys uh, that are really popping off the board, but coincidentally enough and, and good for us, uh, each one of those guys that pops is somebody that plays at a position that you've listed as a primary area that we could stand to improve the roster and really help take the team to the next level and sustaining the kind of performances that they put on uh, throughout the regular season and, and throughout the NFC side of the playoffs last year. Okay, so do you want to start going through some of the names that, that are your top five available, including the positions that we've discussed? Yeah, uh, this has been a excellent falling of the board. I have two top ten players on my board still available. Uh, I'm looking at Jason Spriggs, the offensive tackle from Indiana. Uh, I think he's uh, comparable to Lane Johnson from a couple years ago, but he's got more polish because he's been a more long-term player along the offensive line. Very athletic, plays left tackle, does a very nice job of mirroring in space, handles pass rushers well around the edge, has the benchmark length that you're looking for for an offensive tackle to really extend and run players past the pocket. Uh, another player is William Jackson from Houston, the corner. Uh, he's currently rated seventh on my board overall. Um, second best available player from what we're looking at from this pick perspective. Uh, very good at playing up on the line, disrupting with length and physicality, and you know, allowing him to play physical inside of five yards. He does have some scheme versatility, which I think makes him an attractive option. Working a little bit further down the board, uh, another player that's a defensive back that's available uh, that I think is excellent for his versatility is Sean Davis from Maryland. Uh, this is a player that played safety, played corner, uh, very physical, very active with his feet, um, is capable of playing on the boundary, has great size. Uh, if, you're, if you look at what we have in Josh Norman, we're looking at somebody with some length, which he has. Uh, he has some ball skills. He's more effective in zone. He struggles sometimes to locate the ball when he has his back to the quarterback. But from a zone perspective, he's very, very strong. And the last name that I'll throw out there is another offensive tackle, uh, Jermaine Effetti from Texas A&M. This is somebody that's in my top 20 overall players. This is somebody that has you know, surreal amounts of length, very highly athletic, has a little bit better anchor, I would say, than Jason Spriggs, but has some technical issues that need to get cleaned up. So depending on if you're looking for the ceiling or if you're looking for the, the higher floor, there may be a discussion that should be had here. Okay. Um, I certainly like a lot of the names there. Uh, the two that really pop out to me are Jason Spriggs and William Jackson. Um, before I, I want to, before we get into the lasering down port of this, uh, is there any running back that we should be considering? I know Derek Henry's the Heisman Trophy winner, has all the physical talent. Is he a guy that can take our offense uh, to the next level with him pairing him with Cam Newton in the backfield? Is that something we need to consider right now? As attractive as an option as it sounds to have you know two big body power runners in the backfield, uh, I just really don't think that the value's there. Um, he's a little bit further down as far as my running backs. If you wanted to talk about a power back, we could talk about Jordan Howard from Indiana. If you were looking for more of a scat back like we used to have with uh, D'Angelo Williams, Paul Perkins could be in the discussion. But these are players that are in the late 30s on the board. 
uh, when we have two players that are inside the top 10 on the overall board that are sitting here looking at us in the face and are at positions of need. Okay. And then again, just for the sake of due diligence here, we have three top 100 picks, 30, 62, and 93. Are there any positions that we've discussed that you feel uh, we can wait until the second or third round to address and take a player at a different position uh, at this spot where we can trust the board to fall to us later on? Yeah. Uh, inside of the top 50, including the, the selections that have been made, inside the top 50, there's 10 corners. A uh, very deep class for corners this year. A lot of high-end talent. If you expand that to the top 100, uh, you're looking at uh, 15 inside the top 100. So corner is very deep. A lot of versatility. A lot of lengthy players. Uh, if you're looking for size and length, you know maybe we're looking at somebody like uh, Calhoun from Mississippi State in one of the middle rounds on day two. Uh, looking at running back, uh, there's a fair amount of depth uh, for the the second round selection that should still be hanging around just because of how deep this class is in other areas. Uh, so, excuse me, some of the other names that I mentioned, uh, Paul Perkins, Jordan Howard, uh, we mentioned Derek Henry, and even expanding outside of that, Devontae Booker. Uh, there, there's a real Kenneth Dixon, Trey Carson from Texas A&M. So there's sizable amounts of that position as well getting into the 70s on the board. So there should be some option. Seven minutes remaining. Okay. And Len, last, one of the last questions I have for you, Kyle, is uh, we saw the value of pass rush in the Super Bowl where uh, we couldn't stop it. And uh, before we kind of laser in on what I think we're both leaning in here uh, to do, is there any pass rush value that needs to be considered right here? Not with our scheme. I think if we were running a 3-4, we may be having a conversation about Kamali Correa, uh, one of the, the strong two-point rush defenders that's still on the board but if you're looking for a 4-3 guy it seems like that bone has been pr picked pretty clean as far as talent that's still available uh, that would be a fit for our system here in the first round okay well I think it's pretty clear here that protecting Cam Newton uh, is is the key to our offense and uh, the the ability the ability to do that will probably uh swing the pendulum, if you will, on whether or not we can run, have another deep playoff run. And, uh, you know, when I look at my board, the number one player on the board is Jason Spriggs, the Indiana offensive tackle. He's the number 12 player on my board. He is a player that uh, obviously fills a, a position of need for us. Um, so I want to get your thoughts here on Spriggs as a fit to the Panthers. And, you know, uh, is he is he a left tackle? Only? Can he play the right side? Uh, where, where does he fit for us? And, and tell me if there's any reason we shouldn't turn in this card for Jason Spriggs. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm right there with you. I think he has a very high ceiling. Like I said, the comparison that comes to mind when I watch the film is a more polished version of Lane Johnson for the Philadelphia Eagles, who stepped in and played reasonably well as a rookie and has really come into his own after getting over a substance abuse suspension for four games. Uh, Spriggs has... The feet that you're looking for, the length that you're looking for, technical polish is there. His hand strikes and, and consistency is very strong there. Really, the only lapses that he has is sometimes he'll overset and concede an inside gap. So uh, I do think he's a left tackle only. I would not. This is not somebody I would want to be sliding up and down just because he's so effective at what he does, which is protecting on the boundary. So if you're looking for protecting Cam Newton... Really, this just seems like a no-brainer pick. Yeah, and then kind of what you said about um, the depth at corner, 
uh, where we think we can have really solid options, long athletic guys at 62 and 93. Uh, and this is our chance to get who both of us uh, believe is a franchise left tackle. And again, we like what we uh, we like what we have in Daryl Williams as a potential right tackle. Uh, so I think what we need to do here is turn in this card uh, and solidify our offensive tackle position for years to come. No doubt. Uh, well, Chuck, uh, we'd like to make that official. The Carolina Panthers select Indiana offensive tackle Jason Spriggs. There you go, Jason Spriggs from Indiana, heading to the Carolina Panthers to help get a little bit of protection for Cam Newton there. Uh, Joe, big thanks to you and Kyle for joining us. Obviously, uh, this is pretty much the busiest time of year for the two of you, and uh, certainly appreciate you taking a little bit of time with me tonight. It's been our pleasure. Thank you. Jason Spriggs, the tackle from Indiana, heading to the Carolina Panthers at number 30, the 30th pick of the first round here. Bringing in Shane Alexander and Mark Schofield. I'm going to start with Mark Schofield here, actually. We've been starting with Shane every single time. It's nothing personal, Shane. We're just going to change it up a little bit here since we only got a couple picks left. I like it. Mark, talk to me about Jason Spriggs. Well, I think when you get in here for... Carolina and Jason Spriggs is you get a tackle that, you know, can probably come in, you know, you're probably not going to put him on the left side because you've already got uh, Michael Oher there. I mean, you might work him into a little bit of a left tackle, but you can have him, you know, you can play on the right side a little bit. Um, great blocker in zone schemes, which is something that we like to, you know, that we know Carolina likes to do a lot. Um, can move around a little bit, really quick, pretty athletic. Great lateral movement. We saw him down at the Senior Bowl, um, kind of solidified himself down there um, as, you know, not the top tackle in this class, but some of it's in the discussion for, you know, what's pretty, you know, a pretty deep tackle class, you know, maybe, you know, offensive tackle four. So, um, you know, obviously at this point in the draft, you're getting guys that aren't perfect. So, I mean, there are some flaws to his game. Um, needs to be a little bit more powerful. Might have to add some strength. Um, needs to use his length better. Um, he's a pretty long player. I mean, he's got, uh, looking at it now, 34 and eighth inch arm length. Um, could use that a little bit better, I think, in the pa- in the pass protection game. Um, but I think for Carolina, you know, it's a guy that they can, you know, probably put him at right tackle if they want. Maybe work him some reps at left tackle, get him ready because he can be their left tackle of the future going forward. Shane, when you watched Spriggs on tape this year, what'd you see from him? He's one of my most. He's one of my favorite players in this class. Um, you think of Indiana football, you don't think of of winners. You probably think of a guy coming out of Indiana as a project. But if you watch their offense last year, they were one of the high scoring offenses in the Big Ten. They ran the football all over everybody, uh, along with running back Jordan Howard, who's also in this class. Spriggs is one of the more athletic guys that come out the last few years. You know, like Mark said, very good laterally. If he figures out how to get to you know the second level um, and, and laterally efficiently, he's going to be really, really, really good. Um, and also, you know, he's fast enough in, in, to get back in pass protection. Like Mark said, he's had a little bit of strength. But in terms of ceiling, you know, I think he's comparable to Lane Johnson out of uh, Oklahoma from 2013. Not that quality yet, but one thing that's going for him is he's a full-time tackle. You know, Lane Johnson was a tight end originally and transitioned to a tackle. So he's got good experience at, at tackle Probably sliding at right tackle, like Mark said, but he is a long-term left tackle because uh, Michael Orr is not the future there, and and eventually he will be better than Michael Orr anyway. So they may swap him at some point. But this is a good pick for for Carolina. In my personal mock, I had him going a little bit sooner. If he were here, I'd absolutely be a great pick. So uh, establishing the the future of the offensive line is huge for Cam Newton and, and that offense, and allows Carolina to focus day two and three 
on uh, filling those defensive holes they've lost throughout free agency this year. Outstanding. Shane Alexander, Mark Schofield, the Inside the Pylon draft analysis team for you right there. Jason Spriggs heading to Carolina with the 30th pick in the mock war room draft. Tomorrow, the last actual pick of the first round. It's hard to believe that we actually got there, but we did. Denver Broncos are on the clock in the Inside the Pylon mock war room draft.